the message I would I would uh, uh, try and uh, get over is understand the financial war that's going on behind the scenes, behind the Ukrainian scenes, this fight between the um, United States and its Western allies on the one side and the partnership between China and Russia on the other. We're looking at countries are now moving, I mean, complete countries in terms of their foreign policy, moving out of our um, comfortable Anglo-Saxon sphere into the new Asian sphere. And there are a number of things that are driving this. I mean, they're very big forces. Um, I just think, you know, if we tell the Saudis, we don't want your oil in 10 years' time, <coughs> you know, what are they going to do? Are they going to sort of just say, oh, okay, we'll just shut down our refineries, you know, as you know, as and where's the when the demand with us? No, of course not. They're going to go to China and, and India, you know, who are quite happy to take this stuff in because they need the energy, apart from anything else. The um, industrial revolution for uh, this century is is going to be an Asian story. It's not a European story. It's not an American story. We're in decline. And anyway, all our manufacturing stuff, with, with the exception of the excellent Germans, we've exported elsewhere. We don't want to dirty our hands, um, except doing very high tech things, most of which means that we sit in offices, which is lovely. But, um, you know, we don't we don't go out and you know, shift things and make things so much anymore. Most of that's done by foreigners who are perfectly prepared to get dirty and sell it cheap to us. So, you know, we've got an arrogance here about our economies, which is not matched in Asia. Asia has got enormous potential. You're talking about 3.8 billion people in the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, BRICS, and also the Eurasian Economic Union talking about a further trillion in Africa and a further trillion around the world, including people, you know, sort of Brazil, Argentina and so on. They're all moving Asiawards. So we don't have the influence over them anymore. It's not a, a, a situation which, you know, used to pertain where the Americans basically, um, you know, they would lend you money, even if you didn't need it, so they could control you. I mean, this is well-known CIA tactics. Um, they, they would bring about regime change. They would think nothing of going into Pakistan without telling anybody, sending the Navy SEALs in, capturing someone they don't like, killing him, and then dumping him over the briny on the way back. I mean, that's what they did with Osama bin Laden. I'm not saying that Osama bin Laden was, you know, deserved any better. But what I'm saying is that that was the power of America. That is now no longer the case. This is the big, big change. So the whole of our system, which since uh, at least uh, 1971 has been dependent on paper money, paper currency, credit, coming to an end. It really is coming to an end. So how do you protect yourself? The only thing you can do is to own legal money, not fiat currency or credit. Put however much you think is necessary to preserve your future against these risks, which you can now see, if you care to look, these risks are mounting rapidly. Put some of your resources into gold, or silver, 
um i i wouldn't bother about copper that's just too you know too small too small value in terms of 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 purchasing power but particularly gold also silver uh, and then you have got something to spend when the fiat currency becomes worthless that's what you must do think in those terms so that's my advice not it's not investment advice incidentally because no. i'm not i'm not i'm not recommending you buy something to sell it later at a profit no don't do that. That's not a game I, I play in. It's what we're looking at is protecting ourselves from the collapse of the conventional world of fiat currency investment. Yeah. 